Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Morning, 11.06 and 40 degrees, cloudy skies in downtown Indianapolis. Just A little heard bit about gloomy the out there, Freeze girl. warning coming tonight. Everything I have will die. Don't mm-hmm. say that. Throw a sheet over it. Don't use plastic. Oh, it's too but much. But put cloth over the top of it. Why cloth? Uh, the, the plastic will freeze in it. Huh. it. It will freeze to the thing, whereas cloth won't freeze. Watch your pipes, too. No. No. No? Don't watch your pipes? What type of plumber's daughter are you? Well, lucky thing I'm a carpenter's daughter instead. Yeah, for goodness Aww. sakes. A carpenter's daughter. Can't your pipes freeze? I like that. Well, Jesus was a carpenter. He we'll was. Let, we'll let her, we'll yeah. let her stay. Yeah, absolutely. Carpenter, absolutely. Probably one of the longest, you know, jobs yep. ever. Noah's Ark. building wouldn't Noah's be here without it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, so put, put a sheet over your yeah. flowers. It, it'll you keep save. them from freezing. The pl- what the plastic does is it creates just a little bit of moisture underneath, and if it gets really cold, it freezes to the to the foliage, and then when the sun comes out, then it bakes it underneath. So you got lots of issues with plastic that you don't have with a bed sheet. That's Denny Smith, who is a master gardener. I'm an advanced master gardener. And I got advanced, my advanced master gardener pin. I'm so proud of that. I'm Terry Stacy, and then <laughs> our. our our pipe gal is <laughs> Kyle and Tally producing the show. Coming Good up this morning. hour, Dave Dugan. I think he's coming by for a minute. Don't know just yet. He may call. Uh, but we've also got. Have you got some information on Indie Film Festival? Well, sure. We'll learn about that too. And a motorsports uh, motorsports docu series will premiere this week. It's called 100 Days to Indie, and we will talk to the producer at 11:30. Had a tremendous time emceeing the largest musical chairs party benefiting Hendrix County Senior Services on Thursday night. If Did anybody get hurt? My Facebook page, you'll see the end, and nobody got hurt, but it was an epic ending as always, uh, with people on the floor and hanging on to how chairs. Many, how many chairs life. did you start off with? Of course, you end up with one. Each round was around uh, twelve chairs. Wow, twelve. We had a lot of people there. One hundred twenty. One hundred twenty that were participating. It's a fun night. I I really hope that you'll put that on your calendar for next year. But on Friday, I attended the Holocaust Remembrance Ceremony at the Tarkington and Carmel. And we were remem- remembering the six million Jews, Jewish victims of the Holocaust and a fantastic second generation Holocaust survivor that was our guest speaker. But I learned that coming up this November, it marks the 100 years that Hitler and the Nazi party led a coalition group in an attempt to overthrow the German government. And this attempt, attempted coup became known as the Beer Hall Putsch. Mm. It actually started in a beer hall. Now, it failed, but 10 years later is when the official date of the Holocaust began. So it happened in a blink of an eye. Hitler was even um, put in jail. He was supposed to go for 10 years. He just went for eight months but uh, and got out. And then we, we know what happened after that. Well, he wrote Mein Kampf <clears throat> while he was in there. Yes. Right. 
What I do find interesting, though, is as soon as I got home after this beautiful memorial, I started going through my news feed and I saw a trending story about Auschwitz. And the Auschwitz Memorial and Museum had once again had to ask people to not pose in an Instagram-worthy photo on the train tracks leading to the concentration camp where over a million people were killed. Why are you doing that? Where is your thought process on? And the pictures that were she were they were showing were was a girl all stretched out on the tracks, looking up at the sky and posing in front of this and. We've, it's we've just, lost something, Terry. You've lost something there. And again, it's, it's young people, according to um, the Memorial Museum, Auschwitz Memorial Museum. They said, please, please respect their memory. And I thought, you know, it's just just stupid. Just stupid, stupid, thoughtless. I don't know what you're thinking. It's uneducated. It's uneducated. That's the problem. They have grown up in a culture, Terry, where they, they do not respect what suffering took place. They don't have any perspective yeah, of history. I think you're right. It's just- I think you're right. They, they tweeted out, the Auschwitz Museum tweeted, when you, when you come to at Auschwitz Museum, remember that you're at a site where over one million people were killed. Respect their memory. There are better places to learn how to walk on a balance beam than the site which symbolizes deportation of hundreds of thousands to their deaths. It's just so, it just, it just stopped me in my tracks for a minute, you know, to, to know that, that people, you, that they have to send out a, a note like this, a tweet out a note and say, what are you doing? Okay. You're growing up with your sister. Can you imagine you pulling something like that in front of oh, your mom I mean, and dad? Can't. Oh, I mean, your mom just, and dad would nail you in a heartbeat, but we've got a generation that does not, un, does not appreciate the perspective it. of what, what's you just, happened. You wonder how people can be, make such stupid decisions and choices. And then I heard this from Mark Maycott. What language do the people in Idaho speak? Potato. These are people being no. interviewed. What? Wait, what? What language? I don't know. The first thing that came to mind was potatoes. Uh, young people. Gosh. How many states make up the United States? Guess a number if you don't know. Five. Yes. What continent are we on right now? What continent? Uh... <laughs> I think like North Africa. Oh, Jesus, three times three. Please times save three. us. Eighteen. No. Yes. How many cents are in one dollar? How many cents are one dollar? How many yeah. cents? One, five, ten, twenty, thirty, <laughs> six. Six. Yes. Do you know what country we gained our independence from? Is this a Mexico? joke? No. Right? No. No, that's so wrong. Russia. No. Russia. <laughs> I don't know. Give me a final guess. How are they getting through Canada? I don't know. Yes. Do you know what year the U.S. is founded? 1827. Yes. The shape with four sides called. A shape Uh, with four sides. Come on. I don't know. I haven't had, I haven't done something with shape since like fifth grade. Oh no. Yeah. If you had a guess. I think, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, all right. I know what like what shapes have four sides, but I don't know the name for it. <laughs> yes. Can you name three countries besides the USA? Alabama. Alabama. That's one. <laughs> oh God. New Mexico. Two. New Mexico two. And Connecticut. In Connecticut. Three. That is a four. It's too easy three. for you. What is one quarter plus two dimes? One quarter plus. Two. How much money is that? That's sixty-five cents. Is it? Sixty-five cents. Oh, no. Yes. Oh no! Please it's save from, me. Oh, from my this God. young man that goes out and he talks to young people, and it just really does make. You 
You, you quit your laughing. I'm trying to teach him to carry cash with him in case their damn green light car doesn't work. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Gosh. He's just checking out the, the future of our country. Somebody He's used to do that it. on the streets of New York. Kylan, I don't put a- you in that. These were, these, were, these were probably people about your age, but it doesn't, believe me, I'm not blanketing we're all not of you. All you're not, like no, you're not. That. I know all of you. I, I mean, not. so many of you, but it just makes Kylan? me so sad. I know. Speaking on the spot yeah. is super hard sometimes, <laughs> and your mind just blanks, but come on, a square or anything. Rectangle I would have been okay if he said rectangle. Yeah. I would have been bad with the money. I was, <laughs> but not how many cents are in a dollar. Do you know how many people don't know how to make change? See, we used to. I if, know. If it was forty-five cents to give you a buck, you have to count I up know. from forty-five cents. <laughs> oh, now man. everybody's looking at the cash register. You know, they. I just, I do worry. This is not going to end I well, do kids. Worry. No, but that was fun, huh? <laughs> and me, all I want to do is get my printer to work from my t- from my iPhone. Well, listen, there are things, Denny, that <laughs> that Kylan could ask us that neither one of us would know. It's the truth. Okay, I know Kai, it. Kai, me, Kai, you could ask us, us a one. question. There give would be something that you we know don't we know. don't know the answer to. Oh my gosh! See, it's the putting on the spot again. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. you can do this. But I think you know. I mean, there are things like you could say, "What does IDK mean? What does that stand for?" I don't know. Well, exactly. I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't <laughs> We ought to have a bingo game of things that for, for the different generations. It this really is, is. That there is something. I mean, we can oh learn. We can learn from each other, really, because I know that Kylan teaches me something every time I'm around her. Allison is good with me. There's a lot of young people that teach me a lot. It's just that I would hope that you would, if I ask you what a shape of with four sides would be, that you would know that that's a square. Oh, and oh gosh, I was trying to explain to somebody how I figured up the the volume of this tank I have out in the, in the dome and I had to do you know pi r squared and then by the height and then I had to convert it to oh gallons gosh, see, per cubic I, feet I'm lost you could do it you could do it <laughs> no, but I, I was trying to explain it to somebody that was my age and he just glazed over and I got holy crap <laughs> oh man okay well anyway uh we'll continue to wait for Dave let's take a break what to that works okay sure. we can make All them right. laugh hey too. uh our thanks to greg cooper and lisa phillips real estate consultants with crossroads collective at compass real estate crossroads collective homes.com they bring you the first day each week and uh in just a little bit we'll talk to to each of them and find out what's the latest real estate news as we continue here on the first day on 93 wibc what a time what a time to be alive what a time what a time to be alive. I've been trying it all with you for so 11 21 here on the first day on 93 WIBC. Good morning to you. Hope you're enjoying this Sunday. It's a little brighter out there. It's going to stay pretty seasonal this week when it comes to temperatures. You probably already know that by now. Uh, it's the final collection day for Indy's biggest charity mega yard sale. You're invited to attend. They're accepting donations. Indy Neighborhood Cats offers Indy residents the opportunity to do your spring cleaning without the hassle of having your own yard sale. So they're collecting right now. This is from our friend, KJ. You know KJ, author of Raised by Cats, Behind the Mic and the Meows. You used to hear her on WZPL. Uh, anyway, KJ puts this out, and I'm looking. Uh, how, please help me here. Uh it's a big one. This is it. The mega yard sale will be April 29th and 30th. 12 huge garage bays and over 60 tables of household items. That was last year. So this year is going to be even bigger with big screen TVs, home decor, electronics. 
Last year, they were able to raise $12,000 and helped indie neighborhood cats serve over 300 cats last year. So they're going to do it again, this big yard sale. And as soon as I can figure out where this is, it looks like it's at Indianapolis Animal Care Services, which is 2600 South Harding Street. They're actually collecting right now until 2 o'clock. If you've got something that you're, well, you're clearing your clutter out for Earth Day yesterday, uh, excuse me, you might still have a few things left. Take it over there to Indianapolis Animal Care Services as we get ready for next weekend's huge mega yard sale and raising a lot of money for Indy Neighborhood Cats and our friend KJ. Uh, All right. We've got Dave Dugan, I believe, is in the parking lot now and making his way here, but just in a little bit. Kylan, you know, you've got a couple minutes right here if you want to talk about... I would love to talk about Indie Film Fest. Do it. Yeah, Because it's already started. It started on Wednesday? Well, yeah. Yeah, it did. It started in is going at least until the 30th, thankfully. So even though you've missed a few days, that's okay because you still get until next Sunday of full screenings. Most of the movie screenings are going to be mostly through just this beginning of the week, but that's all right. If you want the full film schedule, go to IndieFilmFest.org, but just to point some of them out to you, the the ones showing today, there are some Hoosier-specific ones, Hoosier features, Hoosier lens, and... The one that I've heard the most about is Not Just a Picky Eater. I have a few friends in it. and That's, that's the name of it? Mm-hmm, not Just a Picky <laughs> Eater. And it it is a documentary, but it goes through some different people's experiences as being a picky eater. So it... it oh, see, that's an interesting documentary. Right. Picky eaters. And everyone... It can be anything, can be related. It can you be know, anything now. I, I mean, you can do relatable. a documentary on... And that's this is an interesting topic. Picky eaters. Mm-hmm. I know a million of them. Me and then too. another one that was super pretty interesting was the Bright Path. The Are you Johnny a picky Bright eater? Story. Is that why you moved so quickly past well, that one? <laughs> no, I eat everything. She really does. But I feel bad for the picky eaters. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Those poor people who have to be. There are people well, that when you give are. them six different dishes, they have to eat one dish at a time. They don't mix it up one at a time. Oh mm-hmm. my God, I can eat. I like to eat everything all together, like a big bowl, yeah. like with the corn and the mashed potatoes That's and the meat and everything dinner. right on the same That's fork right. and boom, all together in my mouth. One I'm sorry, of my Kyla, friends said that they get the you know the lunch trays with different sections right. and yeah, the like food from doesn't school. touch they specifically go and buy them from Dollar General for their Thanksgiving meals for everyone so get their food does here. not touch who are you got to get that the other you got to get new friends i don't know That's about weird. it no there's at people like eating. this That's you're okay. right at least they're eating it's, somebody you know, took an overdose of strange at a young <laughs> well, age well it's just different denny remember embrace everyone <laughs> i embrace, I'm, embrace. Embrace. I embrace Pat Sullivan. Look what I got. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kylan, what else did you like Another, for today? These are, these are films you can see today. Mm-hmm. Another Hoosier Lens feature is The Bright Path, the Johnny Bright story. And he is a Hall of Fame football player, and he was in the Canadian Football League. But it has a nice little Hoosier Lens to it, and that is also going to be today. And, yeah, there's a lot of different ones. There's a short, even, if you want to go see that today at 2.15. What's the definition of a short? Is that less than 12 minutes? I can't remember what the short is. I think it's less than 20. Less than 20, okay. Yeah, as long as it's less than a half hour, that's all that I've heard. (laughs) I've heard half hours still is considered a a I don't mind that. I like a Hoosier short. I mean, I like when the film Indie Shorts comes to town. I like those little short films. Mm -hmm. I do. You can go through a bunch of them. They usually have great lessons. Great lessons. Quick, easy, love them. There was the Oscar-nominated one. That's right. From Heartland. Beyond the Gate. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Behind the Gate? Stranger at the Gate. Stranger at the Mm -hmm. Gate. Beautiful. And that one's technically a short, too. 
Um, so the one that's playing today, that one you can go see just even today at 2.15. It's called Eatin' Good, so another eating. We, we like our food. <laughs> and so you can see all the different <laughs> type of dinnertainment there. Okay. Yeah. A lot How do you of get your ones. tickets? Indie sh- yep. IndieFilmFest.org. IndieFilmFest.org goes until the 30th. Yep. All right. Hey, why don't we take a break and see what happened to Dave? <laughs> well, is, is, uh, can we do that? Oh, I think so. You know well, what? I have to look at Kylan first. Wait, we got Greg We're and Lisa. We're going to talk to Greg and Lisa. Oh, let's talk to Greg and bit. Lisa. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll, they'll call in at 12 or 11.30. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's take a really quick break and then we'll talk to Craig. Let's do it. You're Lisa. listening to the first day. 93 WIBC. Good morning. It's the first day show. Terry Stacy, Danny Smith, Kylan Talley, Greg Cooper, and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants, bring you this first day show every Sunday. They're with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate, CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com, or or HoosierHomeValues2023.com. Denny? I've done that, and I've got a quick response. I'm looking forward to finishing that process, so that's a great website for you. Let's go right to Greg first. Hey, Greg, what's the status of home inspections today? in a home purchase? Well, it's changed. And each of the last years, Denny, it's changed. And right now, home inspections generally are taking place. That's a good thing for both buyers and sellers. And it's very individualized as to how it's structured based on the price of the home, geography of the home, and the status of the buyer. So they are happening as opposed to a year ago when many of them were not. And so, Lisa, what's the general inspection process look like for home buyers today? For home buyers, it's actually, there's two kind of processes. I mean, you still are going to get a home inspection. You're going to still have that opportunity more than likely. If you're in a competitive offer situation, though, you're going to be looking at only addressing major items or maybe not at, no items at all. You're just taking it as um, just to know for knowledge base. And then there's the other side of that actually you're going to have a full-on home inspection for a buyer and that they can negotiate a laundry list of items. Greg, everybody says that the sellers have all the leverage right now, but I'm not sure that that's true because there's a shortage of inventory. What's your perspective of, of how much leverage a seller has right now with the home inspection process? Well, sellers do have leverage, Denny, but here's the thing to keep in mind. Number one, there are sellers who think, well, if uh, my home is in a very competitive situation, I don't even have to allow the buyer to do that. That's a bad thing, home yes, sellers. Sir. You want them to do an inspection. You want the liability, A, released by allowing a buyer to do their diligence. That's the first part of this. And remember, home sellers, just because a buyer does an inspection, it doesn't mean you have to do any specific thing. They may make a request, and you can go back at them and say, I'm not going to do that. So it really, it's it's in your best interest. And sellers don't think this way. They think, oh, I don't have to have an inspection. This is great. No. You don't want the liability. Let the buyer do their diligence and work it out. It is in everyone's best interest. That's Greg Cooper along with Lisa Phillips. And Lisa, what can home buyers do to protect themselves in the inspection process and still give sellers some assurance that they want the process to move ahead? I think in our offer that we provide, a lot of times we are doing a, yes, we're going to get a home inspection, but we're going to limit it to, let's say, $2,500 worth of one item repair are just major mechanicals, which would, in the roof, no one wants to take on a new roof, new HVAC. And and again, sellers need to know because they're putting on disclosures that these items work. And so that is an that can come up later if, for example, the sellers are misleading or they might just not know, which is why we always recommend for the sellers, yes, you want the buyers to have an inspection. Greg, I'm sort of getting conflicting ideas here. Is it a, If it's a good thing for sellers to want one, what happens if the buyer says, nah, we don't need an inspection altogether? What do you, what do you advise your sellers in that situation? 
Well, there's documents, Denny, that we can insert into the sale that say, Mr. And Mrs. Buyer or Mr. Buyer or Mrs. Buyer, you can, you've had the opportunity to have an inspection, and you have absolutely of your own free will chosen not to. You want that very clearly understood by all parties. So there's documentation, documentation that can support that. You know, some buyers are very, very savvy. They might be buying a home and have a great deal of mechanical or structural acumen. That's okay, too. But we want to make sure that it's super clear after the fact that when this transaction ends, everybody has had the opportunity to do their diligence, and the buyer, if they go ahead and close on the property, is accepting the home as it is. And then, Lisa, can buyers build a stopgap amount of money for an inspection that would cover only major or certain items? Yes. And then I think also what we need to prepare our home buyers for is actually the financial cost of some of these inspections. So we're budgeting about $500, but then there is like a sewer scope that might be another couple hundred, a radon test for a couple hundred. So that's also another thing in there for our home buyers to consider. Hey, Greg, for us anal retentive type sellers, should we no. have the should we have the home pre-inspected <laughs> to make sure that the selling process, I mean, should I have it done before the buyer's inspector comes in? So that's a very altruistic thing, Danny. You'd think, gosh, if I'm a home seller and I want to get my home inspected, I want to make sure it's right for everybody, you'd think that that's a good thing. But here's this, the reality of home inspections. They're a lot like haircuts. No two are the same. So <laughs> if, if, if you have an inspection yourself, which, again, is a very formidable thing to do, you know what the situation is with your home. But the next home buyer might look at the uh, next home buyer's inspector might look at the home differently. Honestly, and if you have some things that you know you have to deal with, deal with them before the inspection. I'm just not a huge fan of the pre-inspection because it's not a guarantee that that's all you're going to have in the end of things as the transaction would move forward with an actual buyer. All right. We're going to have to move along here in just a second. But Greg, I want to jump to any, are there any other key issues for sellers heading into home sales that might make that process a little easier? Disclose, disclose, disclose. You might not think that you have to tell somebody that you had the termite work done eight months ago. I'm telling you, it's in your best interest to put it on the seller's disclosure. Everybody knows what's going on. And frankly, when buyers see that you're willing to be forthright, there's a greater level of trust that goes into the transaction. Disclose, disclose, disclose. That's always the most important part of any real estate transaction as it begins. All right, Lisa. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. For buyers, what should they be looking for in a home inspector? Well, they, their um, home inspectors are licensed by the state, so that's one thing. They can kind of look online and make sure that there's nothing been filed with the attorney general. And also just talk to a real estate professional. We have obviously vastly different experiences in, um, with the good ones and maybe the questionable ones. All right. We'll let you guys get back at it. What, uh, where, where can we find you? Greg, we'll start with you. How can listeners find in and get a hold of you if they've got some questions and need some help? Certainly. They can find both Lisa and I at CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. You can also find out what your house is worth right now if you're interested at HoosierHomeValues2023.com. That's, That's it. And Lisa, for you, how do we get a find, How do we find you? I guess both that way. And then my um, contact me via text. Call me, 317-219-9277. Thank you. Thank you both. We appreciate Thanks. you. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Thanks, you all. Too. You bet. You're listening to The First Day 93 WIBC. It's 1137. You're listening to the first day on 93 WIBC. Listen, we're just four days until the debut of 100 Days to Indy. It is a docuseries about the road to the Indianapolis 500. It premieres on Thursday at 9 p.m. on the CW Network. And joining us now is Brian Terry. 
He is executive producer with Vice Television, also head of development. Brian, we're so glad to have you here in Indianapolis with us. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge IndyCar fan. Grew up here in central Indiana. Have spent a ton of time at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I even worked for an IndyCar team for about a minute. (laughs) But I bet this docuseries is fantastic. It's been so much fun. And, you know, I think what's cool about this is that it's in the season, right? And so everything that our audience is going to see, we'll get to see paid off at this year's 500. This isn't looking at last year's season. And so we really wanted to take advantage of the fact that, you know, the 500 was this American tradition. And if we could sort of use that as the bait and say, hey, listen, America, this is something that you know and love. Why don't you learn a little bit more about it? And it might expand the fanship to go beyond that one race to, you know, to the season as a whole. And um, it's a season that certainly deserves the attention. I fell in love with Formula One after I watched the docuseries. Never knew anything about it. NASCAR did a docuseries, too, and I came to like a driver or two that I didn't like before. It is that behind-the-scenes stuff that I think shows us also how relatable these athletes are to us, whether they're playing with their dogs or they're reading to their kids in their motorhomes. Can you tell us about 100? days to Indy. It is exactly that. You know, you really want to tell the stories behind these numbers, you know, and these names, whether that name is Penske or Ganassi or Ericsson or Newgarden, there's human beings behind them and there's depth to that. And I think what's also cool is you're seeing sort of the variety of motivations. You know, all these guys want to win, but what motivates them to win and what motivates them must be so strong to put their lives in such danger. But to see the variety of motivations is also something I was quite honestly a little bit surprised by. But I think our audience is going to enjoy just seeing the, the different approaches that each of these guys sort of has mentally of like why they want to do this. Were you an IndyCar fan before? My mom grew up in Indianapolis. I have a lot of family in Indianapolis, so I was familiar with the race. And so, you know, like a lot of people in this country, when more Memorial Day weekend would roll around, we would always have the race on. My mom and dad both grew up going watching the race in person. I, growing up in Detroit, never had a chance to go see the race in person, so I'm beyond thrilled to go this year. I mean, the first race at St. Pete was like just intoxicating. And uh, yeah, so I'm really, really excited to get to Indy this year. Your role in the actual docuseries, what you were, were you there for much of the filming? And it sounds like you were? Yeah, so my role initially was, you know, to pitch the show out and try to get Indy on board. And, and really what the differentiator was is, you know, we wanted to do this in season. And while that makes our jobs as producers a lot more difficult, and we've got a wonderful production team led by Adam Marinelli and Pat Diamond, who are, who are sort of in the day-to-day of this show. And so being in season, you know, it's, it's all hands on deck. We're, we're not only following the races in real time, but the race sort of determines what some of the storylines may be. So we may go into one race with, okay, we're going to follow drivers A, B, and C, but if driver F comes out of nowhere and there has a significant crash or or an amazing race, then we've got to on the fly adjust, okay, what crew is going to go follow driver F now? You know, there's a lot of moving pieces. It's not like most television shows, you know, something like Drives to Survive, they spend a year making that show. And and that's why it's the great, amazing show that it is, is because there's so much footage and so much 
opportunity to tell a story. So we also have all that opportunity, but with just such a time crunch, it's, it's a little bit more of a quick juggling act on the production side. Did anybody put you in a two-seater to get a taste of the speed yeah. in an indie car? Yes, I have to so we, um <laughs> The first sort of like live action we got to shoot for this series was out at Thermal, which was just an amazing experience in itself. And, you know, a lot of the folks from Indy had, had been talking to some of us, oh, we got to get you in the two-seater, got to get you in the two-seater. And, and I don't know why, but I always just imagined that a two-seater would be side-by-side. Like, I just figured the two-seater for them meant, like, okay, it was just like a a normal stock car. Yeah, I didn't figure it was like an indie car (laughs) two-seater. So the first time they roll out this two-seater, I was like, oh, it's more like a tandem, like (laughs) like a fighter pilot. I'm like, this is awesome. And so, yeah, in Thermal, we got to take, we got to do a couple laps. And what an absolute thrill it was. It was was everything they made it out to be and then some. It really is. You get kind of a new respect for the drivers, right? It's something that you can't imagine unless you're sitting in the car. Yeah, and, and I mean, and I think that's something that's really unique to this sport and, and to motorsports, right? And, and I think a part of why Drive to Survive had the connection it did and why I think this uh, show will have an equal chance is that it takes a real unique human to not only be able to do what these drivers do, but to want to do it. It's both the physical is like a top 1% to be able to handle the G-forces and to have that reaction. But then to couple that with then the desire and almost a fearlessness to actually do it, it's such a rare breed. And I think that's what, you know, makes seeing these guys off the track even more special because, you know, we joke the shows on CW, which obviously had a, a past life in the superhero world. And it's like, these guys are superheroes. You know, what they do for a job is something that is is almost beyond human, but there's certainly a Clark Kent side to all of them. And that's what we're trying to, to show a balance of. This is Brian Terry, executive producer with Vice Television, also head of development. And this new docuseries, 100 Days to Indy, it's coming up. Is it six? Have you got six different shows yeah the way it'll the way it'll break down is that the first five episodes will lead up to the 500 so it'll be every race up until the indy 500 itself and then the final episode which will air a little bit after the 500 like a week and a half or six days something like that after the 500 that will wrap up the entire series and then you know really really capture the behind the scenes of the 500 because had we stuck to if we kept on schedule we would have only had like three days to turn around the Indy 500 show and such an amazing event. We wanted to give it a little bit more time and give it the respect it deserves. So that show will air the 500 is the Sunday, not the next Thursday, but the following Thursday is when that final sixth episode will air. Oh, you still got another race to go to in Alabama's coming up, right? You've got still another race. Yeah, before well, I mean, the 500. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, Alabama, then the Indy road race. So yeah, there's a lot of racing action. And the cool thing is, is, you know, you watch the races live and the drama's all there and it all unfolds. We have the pleasure of looking at 36 some cameras after the fact and almost retelling the recaps of these stories of what happened, like picking the absolute best angles to sort of intensify that drama. So even though I was at St. Pete, watched it again, every time I watch the race sequences from the St. Pete episode, I still have this like you know, on the edge of your seat feeling because because the drama is just there. It's, yeah. it's really cool. Why did you want to do 100 Days to Indy? Why did you want to do this? Again, I, I think the 500 has just been a, a huge American tradition, and I'm a, I'm a huge sports fan, and I've always been both a connoisseur and, and consumer of sports 
documentaries. And then as I've gotten to the, my professional end of my life, I've gotten a chance to make some. And it's, it's just the ability to tell these stories where, you know, there's, there's a wonderful hook of the Indy 500 that will get people attracted, but then just kind of share the stories behind the people and teams and efforts that go into like, not only trying to win the race, but put the event on, carry on the traditions of what it means to go to the brickyard. All of those things for me are just like really exciting stories to, to one, learn about, and then, you know, in, in the best case scenario, then get to share with the rest of the world. Vice Media Group, Pinsky Entertainment, NTT IndyCar Series, they've all produced this docuseries that is coming up 100 Days to Indy about the road to the Indianapolis 500. Premieres April 27th, 9 p.m. on the CW Network. And I know we'll probably see you and your crew out here for the Indy 500 and can't wait to see you and this docuseries. Thank you so much, Brian. We really appreciate it. Oh, Thank you, Terry. Really appreciate mm-hmm. the support and uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Truly, thanks, Brian. We're so excited. And we're also excited for some free food coming up this week. Free food, yes, you hear that? I'll let you know more about it in food news. And we have Dave Dukin coming up right here on 93 WIBC. Glorious food. Welcome back to the first day on 93 WIBC. Free food is even more glorious. Tell us. And I'll tell you more about that here in just one moment. But I want to note the best chocolate in town is now open right down the street on Mass Ave. It's next to Rooster's Kitchen and the Tomorrow Bookstore if you're walking down there. And that's where you're going to find the best chocolate? Best chocolate in town. That's quite literally their name. The name. Oh, that's the name. That the works. best chocolate in town. That's not, that's not stupid. I love it. They're serving hot chocolate and coffee as well. And then Dairy Queen, it's their last day for your 85-cent small blizzards through the app. One per person. So if you haven't gotten yours, today's a good day to get it. Even though it's cold out, but oh well. And then, finally, Taco Tuesday's coming up this Tuesday. Yay! Yes. And Haritos is sponsoring a meal of three tacos. And a Haritos, you know that it, a Mexican soda uh-huh. bottle, right? All for free from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. First no come, way. first serve until supplies last. <gasps> that's yep. the real definition of a food fight. Now when that's the prices free. Come down, that's that's right. really free. free that's tacos. not like buy one, get one. Exactly. That is free. Mm-hmm. That's free. And again, this Tuesday, April 25th. And you will find that at La Familia Food Truck. You can you can go find that at 301 East Troy Avenue. Again, that's 301 East Troy Avenue. Okay. Gosh, Kaya. That's a good one. We can eat cheap on uh, Kyle and Tally's buying. Yay! Haritos, but yeah, that's good. Love the food news. Uh, Guess who finally made it into the building? (laughs) Dave Dugan. Well, we tied a rope around his neck and drug him in off the circle. We're going to have to let you go. It's the first first time I didn't find a parking spot coming down here, uh, around the circle anyway. Yeah, and then did several laps. I thought he was doing the roundabout. The one guy ahead of you was parking in front of the fire hydrant, so you don't want to do that. Hey, listen, a lot going down in Brown. Brown County. How about you? Uh, Brown County Playhouse. Yeah, that'll be Friday, May 5th. And uh, a good friend and comedian John Brannion will be joining me for that. And it's, uh, I guess it's browncountyplayhouse.org for folks that want to be a part of that. Uh, we're going to tie in a Cinco de Mayo thing since it's on Cinco de Mayo. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm coming up some material that'll work right into that. 
I had four years of high school Spanish, not trying to brag about that, but and one year of, of actually uh, uh, college that was Ojalá que te mejores way too hard. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, you're a showboat. Anyway, Danny, uh, uh, I was just going to try to share with you, translating Cinco de Mayo, it's 5 of May. Five I didn't know if you knew May. that, uh, yeah. uh, for starters. But wow. uh, Yeah, but anyway, uh, I feel I feel bad because I was listening to you on the way down here. I, I shot right out from church, and we had a backup priest, so he kind of went long. And... Uh, and so I heard you say, like, uh, I don't know what you guys were talking about, and you said something about it. I don't, no, I don't think Dave's going to bring any omelets. I should have brought some. I came empty-handed. <laughs> no, and, don't worry. Uh, We've got donuts for you. Well, I'm very limited. I'm somewhat limited anyway. I could have brought you a heaping bowl of Cocoa Puffs, though, if, they, if that would have sufficed. <laughs> I only accept burritos. Sorry. And, uh, oh, yeah. And, oh, really? <laughs> well, see, and I, and, and I was out of Cocoa Puffs, so I actually ended up eating a, a whole uh, bag of Easter Peeps is what I had for breakfast. Oh, for. that's not good. There's nothing oh, more sugary oh, on the planet, man, but uh, oh, I'm face first in the, I'm face first in the Peeps. I can't stop till they're all gone. And, <laughs> and I'm all peeped up with no place to go. You know, might have seen me when I finally parked. I was out here frolicking. I was, it was actually kind of a full-blown skip, and now that I think about it. Uh, I'm about five minutes away from river dancing, so what I'm trying to say I am. I'm all. I'm all. I'm all peeped up. I'm dusted on the peeps. Anyway, so uh, we did a show last night at Crackers Comedy Club. I know. Club. I was going to ask you about it. You and yeah, Dave, Dave Wilson. King Wilson. We had a. Oh, it was a great crowd. Good thing too. It was a great crowd because we uh, we were filming for HBO. Oh, and, uh, were you? Well, HBO doesn't know anything about it, but uh, we're. <laughs> Come Tuesday morning when they get that that FedEx package uh, and open up and it contains a shiny new it. shiny new VHS that's going to turn their world around yeah. us. That's all. I thought it was a too. cease and desist order. <laughs> okay. Sure. Was it fun? Did you have fun? We had a great time. Yeah. And and again, I uh, John Brandon's another guy I go way back with, and he'll be on that show and at the Brown County Playhouse on May 5th. So for your folks that are down that way, that's also a great place to get people together and, and do a little road trip because they got the uh, that, that, that hotel down there, Brown County Inn with... Oh, I know every place uh, that has Brown a putt-putt County course, and that has a putt-putt course. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they have free so. parking, too, but it's browncountyplayhouse.org. Yes. Yeah. I'd love yeah, to thank live you down for, in Brown County. Isn't that so nice? No, there. you wouldn't. I think I would. No, no. I love Brown County. Oh, that's beautiful. I spent summers in Brown County most most of my years growing up, and I'm I'm glad I don't have to spend summers down there. Mm, I like it. I like it good. You'll be down you could, there. You could you could OD on apple butter pretty easily, though. Oh, so. And the biscuits. Now, see, butter. that's what everybody knows, apple butter and biscuits. Yep. So well, I guess uh, thanks for having me. I I uh, I, uh, I don't want to say this up front. I knew it'd make us Just all too nervous, but I actually ended up parking in a in a loading zone. So oh no, um, you're gonna have to go. If you guys have anything that so I could load loaded? to make this legit, well, I would appreciate I mean, you. Can you. Find something. You okay. Can use There's some napkins us. behind There's you and a plate. You know, we yeah. can carry that out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, next time I'll bring out some peeps. No, Dave, it's good to see you. Good to see you. I really Terry. mean it. Uh, we, Danny, I'm sorry it was for... so short. No, it was uh, fine. If you'd have gotten here on time, oh, we could have given you more time. But this is really a long, on you. A long way, so. <laughs> What's the website? Are you again? my brother-in-law? <laughs> oh, uh, BrownCountyPlayhouse.org for those tickets Perfect. on May 5th. Thank hey, you. thanks for Dugan, everybody. Yay! Oh, you guys, thanks. Hey, hey, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, Dave. You too. For all of you, thank you for listening today, Denny. Appreciate you. Kylan, you're the best. Have a great day, everybody. Today's top stories are next on 93 WIBC. I'm easy like Sunday morning.